Hi listeners, welcome to the Revolution Gals podcast. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sabrina. In this podcast, we get in depth about events during the American Revolution. Last episode's topic was based on events leading up to the American Revolution. But today's topic is the epitome of revolutionary. It's about the actual American Revolution. We'll talk about wars, battles, and other events that took place during this era of the colonists fighting for their freedoms that were being held captive by the British. But before we dig into today's topic, we will... We want to mention our sponsor of today's episode, which is Expedia, an online company that is perfect in assisting you in finding good rates for plane tickets plus hotels and rentals. Just like Expedia helps you in traveling, let's travel right into this topic topic about the events during the American Revolution. The first topic is Lexington and Concord. Why did it happen? In preparation for battle, the Patriots started to build arsenals, which were storehouses of weapons. The British soldiers were aware of this and became concerned about the arsenals being built in Lexington and Concord. Then the battles began when the soldiers began seizing the weapons and going door to door. door. Because of this, the colonists began firing back at the soldiers. Although the British were able to seize the arsenals and remove many weapons, the Patriots were able to secretly remove some weapons from Concord. Now, what could possibly be the importance of this event? Well, the battles of Lexington and Concord were the first battles of the American Revolution. So this meant it began the American Revolution. Also, fun fact about this um, battle is that it was known as the shot heard around the world. Who won? Although the colonists lost many Minutemen, the battles at Lexington and Concord were successful for the colonies. The colonists proved to Britain their determination to fight for independence, and this is an encouraging start to the war. The second event was the, the Second, second Continental, Continental Congress. Congress. This occurred on May 10, 1775. It consisted of a five-man committee who drafted the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson was the main author and was inspired by the ideas of the Enlightenment influencer John Locke. Locke's ideas stated that all men are born with natural rights to life, liberty, and property, which soon get replaced as prosperity. Additionally, the citizens have a social contract with their government, which they can break if the government fails to protect their rights slash becomes tyrannical. So what happened? John Dickinson, who is also known as the penman of the revolution, wrote the Olive Tree Petition. In it, he stated that the colonies are loyal subjects of King George III and that the colonists did not want dispute. However, King George III was so angry that he didn't even read the petition. And this really shows that war is in separation is inevitable at this point. Yeah. And the importance of this is that, as a result, the Patriots decided to raise the Continental Army at the Second Continental Congress meeting, and George Washington, who also becomes the first president, was selected as the leader of the Continental Army. Through this event, we could truly see how everyone's actually gathering together to fight against the British, and we could see the power that America is now gaining. Yeah, we can also see the unity between the colonies mm-hmm. against Britain. A fun fact is that many of the same delegates that attended the first Continental Congress attended the second Continental Congress. Again, this shows that as angry as they were before, they're still angry. New delegates. Yep. (laughs) New delegates included John Hancock and Benjamin Franklin. Thomas Jefferson would soon replace Peyton Randolph after the first few weeks.
The third event was the Battle of Fort Ticonderoga. This occurred on May 10, 1775. What happened during this event? Well, it occurred on the same day of the Second Continental Congress, which was discussed before. It centered around a fort in Lake Champlain, New York. It was in the northwestern corner. Basically, the British had an outpost on Lake Champlain, which was mainly for supplies rather than military equipment. Ethan Allen and his militia, named the Green Mountain Boys from Vermont, tried to capture Fort Ticonderoga to obtain their supplies and help in the revolutionary cause. On the way to the fort, the Green Mountain Boys encountered with a group of, a group of men led by Benedict Arnold. Through this encounter, encounter, they managed to team up and actually capture the fort together. Washington's actual surprise from this was that a bookstore owner named Henry Knox told Washington that he'll get the, the cannons from Lake Champlain to Boston. But Washington didn't trust the guy at first, but he eventually says yes to the proposal. And then turns out Knox brought four to 500 men to start moving these cannons. This was literally absolute unity to actually work together and join in leaving the rule of king and parliament. Also, this shows how in a time era where like literally every man is for themselves, every man starts to believe each other and they could like unite to towards the same cause. And the importance of this is that it was one of the earliest battles of the revolution and it involved involved the use of local militia. They were unpaid, untrained, and unorganized, and they provided supplies that were there that were very much needed for the cause of the revolution. It was an easy ca capture of a fort because it was a supply outpost, not a military outpost. And they were able to get 50 stationary canyons, which were battlefield canyons. They were bigger and harder to move. And what were, what were Washington's thoughts? Well, he thought, that's a great fort, but the cannons don't help a lot. But by doing this, we don't gain much from it. But we do anger the king even more. The fourth event was the Battle of Bunker Hill. This occurred on June 17, 1775. What happened? It took place on Breed's Hill, and although the Patriots lost, they were against the greatest empire in the world, and they fought with spirit and determination. And the British had 2,000 soldiers, while the Patriots only had 700. However, the British lost more men. They lost 1,200 men, while the Patriots lost 400. And a, a quote states, don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes, and this proves how little the supplies that the Patriots had against the British. The importance of this event was that although the colonists lost, the Battle of Bunker Hill is considered one of the greatest battles in the Revolution because of the Patriots' fights. The British could have won easily, but they didn't, proving the toughness of the Patriots. Despite this loss, it was a moral victory for the Patriots who proved that they could put up a good fight. Additionally, this was another battle that angered the king. Then, in 1776 came the Declaration of Independence. As we know, conflicts between the British and the colonists were rapidly growing during the Revolution. A new agreement on how America would stand in, on beliefs and on being free arose throughout the writings on the Declaration of Independence. In mid-June 1776, five men, including Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Ben Franklin, drafted a formal statement of the colonists' intentions there and goals as a nation after being freed from British rule. 
and July 4th is regarded as the National Day of Independence for our nation due to its release being on that day. Woo! <laughs> After this was the Battle of Trenton. This occurred on December 25th, 1776. What happened? Washington knew that the British were staying at Trenton, and therefore he decided to launch a surprise attack. He crosses the frozen Delaware River in the middle of the night from Pennsylvania to Trenton. He catches the British Army unaware, and the Continental Army only lost four, while the British suffered a loss of 1,000 men. Whoa. Yep, that was a pretty big loss. Mm -hmm. The importance through this was that the battle changed Washington's mood who believed that they had no chance of winning the revolution before this. Now he's truly pushing towards the idea of them winning. And the Battle of Trenton was a turning point for the Continental Army. It proved the confidence and unity of that army. Next was the Battle, the Battle of Saratoga, which occurred on October 17, 1777. The Continental Army won the Battle of Saratoga, proving that they had a chance to win the war. The Treaty of Alliance was signed on February 6, 1778, and before this battle, the colonists had been asking for, for help from France and Spain, but none of them wanted to go against Britain. France began to aid the colonies and help them win with war supplies. For example, they even sent troops, ships, and supplies to fight against the British. French General Marquis Lafayette, Lafayette helped properly train the troops, while the French Navy helped fight the British Navy at seas. And this was the first time that the colonies had been recognized as the United States of America by France. This battle made the French recognize American independence, which convinced them to provide assistance. This is also called the turning point of the revolution because the tide of the war began to change in favor of the Americans when the French arrived. One fun fact is that George Washington declared a day of Thanksgiving on December 18, 1777 to celebrate the victory over the British at Saratoga. The next event was the winter, winter at Valley Forge, Forge from 1777 to 1778. During the winter 1777 to 1778, troops of the Continental Army almost starved at Va Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Soldiers lacked proper clothing and food. They became cold, hungry, and sick. Some of them even used blankets to cover their bare feet. During this time, many soldiers left the Continental Army. Out of 11,000 soldiers, hundreds died due to diseases. Washington and Lafayette trained the troops and inspired them to persevere. They stuck by one another due to the loyalty of the revolutionary cause and by Washington, who stayed with them. Although there were many challenges and difficulties at Valley Forge, it tested the nation and proved how strong, brave, and determined the patriots were. Washington proved his spirit and leadership when he transformed his troops into a unified, strong army. And despite the challenges, Valley Forge is called the birthplace of the American army because the entire troops became a true fighting unit while there. After that, the Battle of Yorktown occurred in 1781. It took place on Tuesday, October 9, 1781. The battle was located in Yorktown, Virginia, and it ended in a victory for the American colonists. The British Lord Cornwallis laid down their arms and surrendered. The British army was decimated and the American Revolutionary War was virtually over. And the importance of this was that Cornwallis surrendered to George Washington as French and American tr forces trapped the British at Yorktown. And the British surrender at the Battle of Yorktown ended the American Revolutionary War, finally. Due to the British actually surrendering during this, 
it was embarrassing for their country. Yes. And then also they finally started to realize that they don't need America when they have a bunch of other supplies. Mm-hmm. Next was the Treaty of Paris, which happened in 1783. What happened? It ended the French and Indian War, seven years war between the Great Britain and France, as well as their respective allies. And France gave up all its territories in, min- in mainland North America, and it ended any foreign military threat to the British colonies there. It gave America full independence, all territory east of the Mississippi, Mississippi River between Canada and Florida, and removal of the British Army from U.S. claims in America. One fun fact is that there were also treaties that involved other nations involved in the war, such as France, the Dutch Republic, and Spain. Now it's time to answer questioners that our listeners asked. User Revolution Gal Superfan asks, what were the strengths and weaknesses of the colonists and the British on the eve of the American Revolution? To start with the colonists, they were familiar with the land and they had great leadership. Also, in my opinion, the strongest strength was that they had really strong motivation and determination for independence. And their weaknesses, they had shortage of supplies, lack of unity at the beginning, and economic difficulties. Moving on to Great Britain, they were a wealthy country and they had the strongest navy in the world and they had a unified government. On the other hand, they, had, they were unfamiliar with the land, weak leadership, and they had difficulty shipping supplies from long distances. User George Washington's bestie asks, what are the main arguments of the Declaration of Independence? Um, in the Declaration of Independence, they stated that all men have natural rights to life, liberty, and property. And the government is there to for the people and is supposed to protect their rights. And since the citizens and the government have a social contract, they are able to break that social contract if the government becomes tyrannical and the people's rights are not protected by the government. Therefore, King George III has abused his power through many acts, and he restricted the colonists' rights, which we talked about in our first podcast. And although the colonists have reached out to the king to explain why they are unhappy, he has ignored and hurt the colonists even more by passing more laws and restrictions. Therefore, because of tyranny, the colonists are claiming their independence from Great Britain. User, who the heck is George King, asks... How did the Declaration of Independence reflect the colonists' belief in the superiority superiority of Republican self-government based on the natural rights of the people? The Declaration of Independence reflected the colonists' belief in the superiority of Republican self-government based on the natural rights of the people by highlighting the main points as to why they deserve that and defining how those rights work. User Parliament Hater 101 asks, What were the political, economic, and social results of the American Revolution? Political was that by seeing America win, the British were automatically seen as the wimps of the war, and they were still one of the strongest countries. Although they fought so hard to keep the colonies with them, at the end, we can see that the British were, they were pretty fine without them. Social was that now America is officially its own country, but its structure is still disorganized. Although a bunch of people fought towards the same cause, the structure of who is ruling the country, the idea of still having a ruler or guidance after being controlled for so long is still a factor that needs to be chosen. 
Knowing George Washington was the main guidance during the American Revolution, he soon becomes the actual president for the country. Economically, just by seeing the British goods and supplies to not only get them angry, but to also gain supplies to help during the Re American Revolution, one can instantly think about the downside of the effects of being in war. Not only by having destroyed land and a low stable economy, America would soon have to jumpstart itself to get back on its feet without the help of trading with the, Brit with the British. Now that other countries see that they are officially free from the British, the Americans would soon end up with new <laughs> countries to trade with that, with that would not control them. We hope that our podcast helped you understand the topic of the American Revolution even better. Though our helpful overview of each battle and event within this era, plus replies to viewers' questions, the mini-lesson will definitely help give a layout of the importance of revolution. Be sure to leave comments and concerns on our Revolution Gals podcast Twitter website and in our comment section below. By supporting today's sponsor, we'll definitely be able to make more episodes concerning this topic. Once again, listeners, this is Gabby. And this is Sabrina. And we want to give a huge thanks to you for staying and listening to the, this episode of the, Ameri of the Revolution Gals podcast.